This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Now let's go, let's quickly go into the Word of God. Uh, I was in the midweek service on Wednesday and we started, started, uh, started something with them, but I will take you to another dimension this morning by the help of the Holy Ghost. I want you to have this at the back of your mind. I don't know whether my brother looked into my note this morning. Because the scripture he quoted in John chapter 10 verse 28 was trying to preach my message. And I was quickly praying, God, don't let him do that. Because he's going to let the cat out of the bag. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to see something. The moment you come into Christ, that is the moment you get born again, something supernatural happens to you. Now, without you understanding what has happened to you, or without you having a revelation of who you are when you are born again, you might not be able to maximize the benefit of the life of God that is in you. And that life of God is called eternal life. It's the very life by which God exists. And that life is like a generator. Do you know that cars, they are faster than each other? Why are cars faster than each other? Because of what is inside the engine. Because the engines of each car, they are not the same. So, what is inside of us is like the engine room of God in dwelling anyone that has given eos ease of our life to Christ. But if you don't put a demand, now if you have a car that can speed for, let's say, a car that can go as far as 300 miles per hour. And all you are doing on it is 50 miles per hour. You will, not, you will discover that the potential of that engine will never be used. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if the car can go as fast as that, and you find a place where there is no limit to running, and one day you just press the throttle, you just realize that, man, this car can run. And you press the throttle and you are facing the right direction anyway. So you don't press throttle and face the wrong direction. Because you might just throttle to another place. Now, let's come back now. The life of God in us is a life that is so powerful that I'm telling you, from this service, some of you will be so angry with the way you have been living before. You will be so angry because your eyes will open. And suddenly, you just realize, my, I cannot carry a powerhouse inside me. And cockroaches are oppressing me. You don't discover that there is nothing bigger outside than what is in you. That's why the Bible says in John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is where? In the world. You discover that whatsoever is born of God, First John 5, 4, whatsoever is born of God, that is, whatsoever is carrying God on the inside, he said, that individual overcomes who? The world. That no matter what the enemy can throw at him or at her, what will happen? He said, you will bring them down, you bring them aside. And that is how powerful the word of God is. Now, I want to take you back to the scripture now. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, quickly. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Please pay attention to scripture. The Bible says, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to what? His power that is in heaven. His power that is where? 
in us. Now watch it now. He said, now to him, he's going to talking about God. He said, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Watch those three words. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Now, I want you to see something now. All that we can ask, make a demand of. Or imagine. He said, now, the exceeding abundantly above is connected to the power that is indwelling us. But you, see, you will discover that in the, in the middle of the exceedingly abundantly above and the power that indwells us is what we can ask. The measure of what you can ask or imagine. So what you can make the power to do is at the level of what you can do what you can ask or imagine. I'm going to focus on the two words, ask, which is a function of words, and imagine, which is a function of ability to conceptualize what God is saying to you. Now, let me go back to where my brother started in the scripture in John chapter 10 verse 28. Jesus Christ said, he said, he will give us eternal life. He said, and with this eternal life, we can never perish. And he said something, three powerful things. Nothing can be able to snatch us from him. Can you, can you see that? He said, he gives eternal life to you. One, with the eternal life of God functioning inside of you, it's impossible for you to perish. He said, and then with that life inside of you, it's impossible for you to be snatched by the enemy from him. Is, you see, the eternal life of God in each believer is a security of God deposited inside you. Just to make sure that why you are in this world, tribulations, challenges, problems can come. You just step over them because of the life of God in you. Praise the Lord. And if you look at it, in John chapter 5, verse 26, the Bible says, for as the father has life in himself, so has he given the son to have life in himself. You know what? He said the same quality of life by which God exists or is existing is the same quality of life that he gave to the Lord Jesus Christ. According to John 1, 4, he said, for in him was what? Life. And the life is the light of every man that comes where? Into the world. And if you look at John chapter 17, verse 2, it says something very profound. 17, verse 2. It says, For God has given him authority or power to give eternal life to as many as God will give unto him. Very powerful. And in John chapter 5, verse 12, first John chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Anyone that has the Son has the same quality of life. Is anyone that has not the Son does not have that life? Can you see the transmission of the life of God? through the Lord Jesus Christ, into the life of everyone that believes. So the moment you give, you, you hand over your life and say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. What happened to you at the instant of being born again is that the very life by which God exists is called eternal life. is transfused into you. That life is so powerful that anywhere you go, you are a powerhouse of heaven upon the face of the earth. You, 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 and I told you, you must come to the realization that something is inside of me that is bigger than anything outside of me. 
There is something inside of me that is bigger than anything outside of me. Now, the life, the eternal life of God can only be activated by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please God. And I want to tell you the principle of how faith operates to activate eternal life. So that you can begin to enjoy exceeding abundantly above. You know what you must know from today? In John 10.10, 10, Jesus Christ said, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, But I have come. Watch it again. That they might have eternal life. And he said, Then I don't just don't want it to be at ordinary level. And that they might have it out abundantly, overflowingly. Now, it is the abundant manifestation of the life of God in you that will produce exceeding abundantly above. Do you understand that? Then I want to tell you this morning how to place a demand by the word of God, how to use your faith to cause the eternal life of God to be activated and to find expression in and through you from today and anywhere you go. The first thing he said there, he said, according to what we ask, or think. And I told you the word ask is, a, is word and then the word think is imagine. Now watch this. A sister came to give testimony here. I'm sure some of us, we didn't pay attention to our testimony so much. The sister that came to give testimony, thank God for all the testimony, beautiful testimony. It just Anytime you hear testimony in a church, it's an evidence that God is working there. A church that is dry of testimony, maybe you just find somewhere else to go. If something is not happening to you and it's not happening to somebody, then maybe you are just practicing religion. And the pastor is a religious head. But thank God, this is not the place. There's life of God in this place. Now, that sister shared something. Listen to this. She said, while I was waiting to be confirmed, he said, every time I come to church, I will start imagining me coming forward to testify. And I will actually be going through the words I will use to testify. That is the power of imagination. That is one of the process of faith. She said, I will consider, when people are giving testimony, I will see myself, even probably, maybe she even imagined the kind of dress she was going to wear that day. The hairstyle she was going to put on that day. The kind of shoe she will put on that day. And how she will, and because I watch her, she watch her cross it. You know, t- telling us, God did it. You know, that God did it. So, it's a power, is the, she demonstrated what we call the power of imagination. And God wants us, if you are going to walk by faith, you must, the power of imagination is one of the ingredients of the redeemed. And let me tell you, unbelievers, they use it. Whenever we are training people, whenever we are training, people have been trained, we, we use Bible stuff to train people for secular job. Now, when they are training top athletes, you know why they train them? The top athletes, when they want to train them, when they want to go for a race, you know, they tell them, they say, they bring, they, you know, this day now, they bring in different kind of professionals. It's not only the coach that trains them. Psychologists will be there, psychotherapists will be there, different kind of professionals will be there, motivational speaker will be there. They will be pumping stuff into them. Now, see the way they, they train them. They tell you, okay, now you sit down there, the guy will sit down there. Say, now, I want you to imagine that you are on the racetrack. Just sit down there in your mind now, go. Then the guy in his mind will go on the racetrack. Okay, I want you to see us, other people lined up beside you. The guy will see himself. They tell him to relax. The guy will see himself lined up. Another people lined up. They say, okay, now, 
you're going to hear the sound of the God. Once you hear the sound of God, take off. He said, now, see yourself ahead of them. Then the guy will see himself. He's sitting down there. He will see himself ahead of them. He said, see yourself crossing the line ahead of them. He said, yes, I crossed the line. He said, now, don't only finish there. Now go to the podium and go and receive your medal. See yourself taking the gold medal. And the guy will say, yes, I see it, I see it. Now, they will tell him to go through the process until the image is formed inside of him. Once the image is formed inside of him, when that guy gets out of the trap, after doing all he needed to do in training, that guy cannot be beaten by a woman being. Because of what? He has already won. Inside. So each time he runs, when you try to meet up with him, he will run faster because there is an image that's already been formed inside of him. Now, I want you to take you to the Bible so that you can see that they learn it. All those things that we teach them is from the Bible. Every time you want to train a winner, that is the way we train them. It doesn't matter whether they are a believer or they are not a believer. Because God has given everybody that ability to be able to imagine. I will take you to the Bible so that you can see that that is the way God trains his champions. Now, let's go to the book of... Where should we start from? Let me start from this guy, Moses. Moses was going... Now, when, when God confronted Moses, do you know what, God, what, what Moses told God? He said, hey, eh, me? Go to Egypt? <laughs> God, you got the wrong man. In fact, no, uh, see, God, above that, I can't even talk. Because Moses knew the way he came out of Egypt. He knew he came out of Egypt as a what? As a what? As a murderer. And he knew that they were looking for him. He told God, not me. Now, see how God helped, see how God charged that man and changed him. Watch it. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. Listen to what God said. Listen to what God said. Exodus chapter 7 verse 1. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Moses, do what? See. Can you see that word? See. What he's saying that? Imagine. I have made thee a God to what? To Pharaoh. And Aaron thy brother shall be thy priest. You know what God did here? The the image of defeat was broken at once. God said, Moses, while you are standing there, I want you to do what? See. Watch the word that God used. What word? See. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Moses stood and he began to see a God to Pharaoh. So by the time I go to Egypt, I'm untouchable. Ooh. So, by the time I am in Egypt, I have this element are subject to me, and the people are subject to me. I can kill, I can make a life. I can turn the river into, into blood. He began to see that he has power over Pharaoh like God. And the moment Moses was able to form that image in himself, Moses stepped out, was ready to go. Because of what? Moses came from the place of defeat by the word of the law to become a champion. By the time he stepped into Egypt, he was fearless because God has already built an image. Every time you see Moses going to confront Pharaoh, who was he going? Who, how was he going? He was going to Pharaoh as he what? As he, go, he, he, was, he was not careful. Yes. Hello, Pharaoh. How, how are you doing today? You ready for the next punishment? He, he was not careful because an image has been formed by the word of God. 
Let me show you another one again. Are you catching something? Okay, number two. Let's see this guy again. Uh, Joshua now. Joshua was going to confront a battle that was bigger than him. God told him he's going to overrun Jericho. And when he went to peep at Jericho, uh, uh, Jericho compared to them, they were no match. Now watch what God did. Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. I would say now Jericho was straightly shut up. Joshua chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Now watch what God did. And the Lord said unto Joshua, What? See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the kings thereof and the mighty men of valor. Can you see the word that God used? What did he tell him? See. Say, Joshua, I know you are afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know. You, are, you are wondering how you are going to get that done. He said, but Joshua, stand the way you are. I want you to look and see. He said, Joshua, the king and all the warriors and the whole city have delivered. Okay? Joshua stood there and he began to conceptualize. Joshua saw the war coming down. Joshua saw the king captured. Joshua saw all the men of war being slaughtered. Joshua saw himself defeated Jericho. Why he was still standing outside Jericho. With that image in mind, he was ready to receive the plan and the strategy of God to bring down Jericho without a fight. If you can see what God is asking you to see, you engage God in battle and victory will be cheap. If you can see the way God wants you to see, and I'm telling you, every one of you seated here, the image and the plans of God for your life, they are so big that the ordinary woman mind cannot even take it. Do you understand? God has a big plan. God wants to do big things through you. But until you will allow God to form his image inside of you by his word, you cannot, you will live limited life. The only way, don't you see, see, every time I see, every time I sit around that Jew, I'm on Jew, I listen to them. Those guys, they will be sharing visions of what they have seen. That Jew will be telling you about tomorrow, about 10 years, about 20 years, what he has seen. One day he was not with us. He said, do you know that a time we come, we'll be doing ministers meeting in the space. All of us are... Uh, <laughs> let's, let's be okay here now. <laughs> oh, we said, yeah, I know. I said, some of you don't, you don't. He said, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> he said, I know you, I know you. He said, but I have seen it. He said, I, I have seen it. The redemption camp, the man saw it before it came to pass. When he was sharing the vision of the redemption camp with some of the elders, many of them were saying, let's Let's consolidate the church first. Which, let's, which, what are you seeing? Let's, 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 let's make it a good place. Which one is camp? Redemption. I beg, leave that one. But the man can do what? Can see. It was what he saw with God yesterday that you are seeing today. If you can see what God wants you to see today, others will be able to see them with you tomorrow. But if you cannot see it, I'm telling you, you can't touch it. Can you see? Tell somebody, can you see? Can you see? Can you see? 
Now, the last one I'm going to give to you because of our time. Now, let's go to the New Testament in the time of Jesus. Now, this scripture I'm going to give you delivered me from fear. Now, when I came into the ministry, one of the things that God, the Lord called me to is the deliverance ministry. And my teachers, the people that taught me deliverance, my mother's in the law. Ah, Pastor Alice, you have to be careful. Though. You have to be very careful. Though. Ah, is it, you have to be, ah, the, in this ministry, hey, be careful. Though. Hey, these demons, they are very, they're very bad. And I would say, ah, maybe I should not even, try. <laughs> maybe I should just not trouble them so that, ah, <laughs> I mean, I say, ah, God, I, I know, I'm not sure I'm interested in all this. But I knew that that is the area of that God, God has graced me. If I lay hand on people without a prayer, it's like, if I say, Jesus, the demons will begin to manifest. And God knew that something was not okay. God wanted me to see. The day he showed me the scripture and opened the scripture to me, I was delivered. Let's go to that. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10. Now, I told you, watch that word, see. You will see the, the New Testament version of the word, see. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Are we there? Can, we are going to read together. One to go. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpent and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall be able to hurt you. What is the word behold? See. The day that the Lord opened that scripture up. You know, it's not every time that you look that you see. No, it's not every, no, no. Most of the time we look, we don't see until the Lord opens your eyes, you see nothing. That single scripture, my faith exploded. I can run into any battle at the command of God, fearless of nothing, because I know he has got my back. He said, behold, see, I've given you what? Authority, power, over all the scorpions, all the serpent, and over how many? All the powers of the devil. And then he put a caveat, nothing. Say nothing. Nothing. Say nothing. Nothing. Now, it is your fear that attracts attack. Fear opens you up to the enemy. Your faith is what secures your wall of defense. Because of what? The Lord is like a mountain around the people that fears him. He said, he has given his angel charge over you. They are keeping you in all their ways. He said, they are even so careful to carry you so that you don't even... Anytime, anytime you are walking and then you dash your leg, you need to hug the angel. Ah, what happened now? Why, why, what were you people looking at? Ah, why? God said, I must not even dash my leg. So, but if you are the one dashing your leg everywhere, 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 then you should just know that maybe fear is operating inside of you. Do, are you getting me? Tell somebody, see... See. see. So now you can see the power of imagination. The word of God, God, see, the word of God is like a board and paint. A, 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 a blackboard and paint. God wants you, whenever you sit down with the word, he told Joshua, he said, this book of the Lord, don't let it depart from your heart. He said, meditate in it day and night. When you sit down with the word of God and you begin to meditate, that is when pictures begin to form. When you can see from scripture, you have overcome. You are overcome. I'm telling you the mystery of exceeding greatness. To be able to do. I was coming this morning. When I was preparing this morning, I was dressing up. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me. He said, son, you can be in an area and they appoint you as the head of the area. But you might not really be in charge charge of that area. 
He said, it is the one that holds the, it is the one that controls the realm of the spirit that is in charge of any place. He said, it is the one that does what? That controls the realm of the spirit. If you can stand with God and allow the eternal life of God to always find explosion inside you, you can control the entire company. You can determine who goes and who stays. Somebody threatens you, just tell the guy, good night. I think your time is up in this place. You just tell the guy, I think your time is up in this place. You are tired and you want to retire. Not that somebody has threatened you. Say, in this company, you shall see. Say, hey, God, hey I'm in trouble. Oh. <laughs> My boss said, I shall see. Ah! It's a woman being. It's flesh and blood. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You must see that. That as a child of God, you are bigger. You are greater. You are stronger. Tell somebody say see. Tell somebody say see. Now, let me, as I want to conclude now, because I want us to take time to pray, because you are going to do some prophetic action. Now, the second one, watch it. The second one is that, he said that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I've done the one of think, imagination. Now, I want to do the one of asking. Now, until you have seen, that is when you can now open your mouth to do what? To declare, to ask. If you are asking, that is why they tell you, if you want to pray, pray with scriptures. Because God will always honor his words. And it is the scripture that you have meditated upon that have become alive inside of you. And you can see that your mouth will begin to do what? To declare. Look at this scripture. I love this scripture. Job chapter 22 verse 28. Job 22 28. Scripture. Beautiful scripture. King James rendered it in a very wonderful way. And then the new King James also in another wonderful way. In new King James said, you will also declare a thing. What does King James say? And you shall decree a thing. What? And what will happen? It shall be established. And light shall shine upon your path. Can you, so powerful. He said, and you shall declare or decree a thing. A thing that you have what? You have seen. So each time the word of God come alive, what is the next thing to do? Is to open your mouth wide. Because God said, open your mouth wide and I will do what? I will feel it. I'm telling you about the process of faith. Because when, once this process is not taught and you don't understand it, you will think that faith is a gamble. Faith is not a gamble. Faith is real. And it is the currency by which we engage heaven. Without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please God. So, the moment you see, what must you begin to do? You begin to do what? To decree, to declare. Irrespective of what you are seeing physically or what you are hearing audibly. Irrespective. The doctor told you by this examination and by this report I have gotten from uh, the lab, I think, <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry. I think um, I think you have about six months to live. You must locate a word that counteracts that. What is the word? I shall not die, but live. To live to do what? To declare. 
then like, 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 like that sister, you begin to see yourself. That that one is a lie of man. I'm going to superimpose the truth of God. So you sit down with the scripture like that until you begin to see. And then once you have seen, what must you do now? You now stand up and begin to do what? To declare. I shall not die. It is that process that is called faith. Everything that is trying to kill you will begin to die. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 2, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life operates in eternal life. It is the eternal life of God that makes the law of the spirit of life to kick in when you begin to make a declaration. The moment you begin to make a declaration against the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will go into operation. Every cell that is told you is going, is going to kill you, life will begin to enter them. Light, you know what he, what he said? I love what he said in, in John chapter 1 verse 4. He said, in him, his him was what? Was life. And the light, the light of, the, the him was life, and the life was the light of every man that comes to the world. The next verse, he said, and the light shine in darkness, and darkness cannot handle it. No, he said, he said and the eternal life began to blossom in the midst of sickness, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of calamity. And as the eternal, eternal, as the eternal life was finding expression, and the, as the eternal life was manifesting, everything called darkness and death, he was swallowing them up. When Moses got to Egypt, Egypt and God told him, he said, God, watch it. He got to Egypt and God told him, he said, God over Pharaoh. And as he got into Egypt, he looked at the guy. He said, Pharaoh, I'm going to show you the first display of a God. And I said, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's see. And he said, you will see now. No, God already told, told him to some things to do. Just took his rod. And then he marched. And then the team turned, turned to a snake. He said, Pharaoh, can you see? And then <laughs> Pharaoh laughed. <laughs> he said, is this how you got? Call me the magicians. And then all of them showed up. He said, let him know that there is enchantment in Egypt. The power of the enemy too is here. Throw on your own rod. And they threw down their rod and he turned to a snake. Ah! And Moses said, ah, God, what is happening? What is happening? And you know what, what happened? Because power passed power. The law of the spirit of life that was in that rod rose up in the serpent and swallowed the law of sin and death. That was the day. Now listen to me. That was the day all the magician, all their enchantment rod was swallowed up. From that day, they could not confront Moses in any battle anymore. All their rod of enchantment, all their power was swallowed up. And then Moses said, can you see now? And then he picked his snake. He just, he just picked the snake from the tail. Turned to the rod. And Pharaoh would say, yeah, I agree. <laughs> power pass, power. That is the way God wants you to display. Everywhere you go from today, don't let anybody, anything intimidate you. If you have eternal life inside of you, it's an insult to God for a child of God to turn his back against his enemy. Because there is something inside of you that will swallow up any devil anywhere. I'm speaking to somebody prophetically. Until you give up, God has not given up. I'll show you this. God wanted to do this at the beginning of the service. I'll show you this. Watch this. I prayed over this morning before I came. I'm landing up now. How much is this? this is the, I think this is the highest denomination we have in Nigeria. 
This is a, a thousand naira. Watch this. You see this claim just from uh, the bank. Now, watch what I will do to it now. Now, do you know the value of money is in what the money can give to you, the owner? So, this money has value because it can be exchanged for something. And then this money has owner. Who is the owner? I'm the one that owns this one. At least even the government of Nigeria, they know. Now, watch what now. Now, watch what we have to do. Now, can you see what I've done? What has happened to the value? Has the value changed? Has ownership changed? Now, look on the floor. I'm trampling on it. I'm stepping on it. Has the value changed? Has ownership changed? Now, God is speaking to somebody. Whatever that you have gone through in life, it has not changed your value. Everything that you have gone through, it has not changed your value. And then your ownership, you still belong to me. You still belong to who? You still belong to him. God is speaking to somebody specifically because that will take you out of depression now. Depression, that thing that the enemy has been using to haunt your mind, it's out now. My value has not changed. In the sight of God, my value has not changed. My ownership, he has not given me over to the devil. God still owns me. Praise the Lord. And then the third thing he wants me to do. Now, now, I declare that as I hold on to this money, I've declared that the ownership of this money has changed to the hand of somebody. Now, I prayed over this money. Now, let me tell you, from the way I've seen God use me, I've seen, one day I was in a place, several years ago I was in a place and there. I saw a man. He was so poor, he was suffering. And this Lord told me, open your purse and give him a hard currency. Give him a pound. Give him, give him currency in pounds. Say, tell him that it's a seed that we attract money. I didn't fully understand what the Lord was asking me to do. So, but I just obeyed because I was ministering. So I stopped, I brought out the pounds, and I gave, I, gave, I gave it to the guy. And I told him just what he said. This is seed that we attract. Several years later, when I saw this guy, ah, level has changed you. And he could recognize me, and I forgot him. I didn't remember because, I mean, you've been to so many places, you've done so many things. I forgot him. He said, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. I said, Yes, yes, can I help you? He said, Are you not Pastor? I said, Yes. You don't remember me? I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. I said, ah, Pastor. And he opened his purse and he brought out the currency. He said, Pastor, I so 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 place, I so 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 country, so so place. You, I was so, I was so wretched, I was suffering. And the Lord asked you to give me this money. And sir, from that day, money has been attracting money. He said, Pastor, I have I kept it. I said, now can you give it to me now? <laughs> I said, no, Pastor. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, it's a money that I've been prayed over. Now, watch it. It's also a prophetic action. I told you now, I declare it's no longer my own. Because I've made up my mind that this money will leave my hand. But it's a money that will attract money. Now, how many of us want this money? That is it. That is the message the Lord wants to send to us. I told you ownership has changed. I was no longer the owner of the money. And I said, how many of us 
wanted it. So many of us raised up our hand. But only one person did what? Took action. What the Lord is saying to you, no matter what you desire, if you don't take action, it will only remain a desire. Shall you rise upon your feet this morning? We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.